welcome to the 1% Podcast. My name is Avi Wiswer, social media influencer and motivational speaker. Every week you hear an inspiring message. We hear from a person that is on their journey to success. With each episode, I hope that you can take something valuable with you, become 1% better in your life. Thank you for stopping by and let the growth begin. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 1% Podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for showing support. Thank you guys for showing love on every single episode. I have another guest with me today, Kayan Alajade. Kayan, if you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, sir. Thank you, Avi. Blessed to be on the 1%, you know. It's an amazing podcast coming out, so let's do this. Um, my name is Kayan Olajade from New York City, born and bred. Um... Right now, currently, I'm a student athlete at Brooklyn College, and I'm running my own brand, and then I work on weekends um, here and there. But for right now, um, I'm a student athlete, just got into season today, so a little tired, but otherwise, yeah. You're wearing your, your brand right now. Yeah. SBC. Yeah. Why did you want to choose, uh, why did you want to start a clothing brand? Um... I want to start a clothing brand because I wanted something to like call mine. You know what I mean? I wanted that in my family, like family generations, like my dad, um, even my cousin, close cousin, my dad's dad. Um, they all had their own like business or brand. My dad runs like um, used to run his own gym. His dad built his own gym um, in New York City. And then my cousin just started a gym in Switzerland, Zurich. So. I've kind of always want to have that like ownership um, title in a way. Um, and then I also just love clothes. Like ever since I was growing up, always seeing clothes like my dad wear something or athletes wear something. I've always been into that. So I figured why not start a clothing brand? Why did you want to choose the name SBC? So the name SBC, it stands for Skinny Boys Club. But um, it started in high school about like sophomore year, sophomore year of high school. Um, it was me, my best friend Alex, Alex Juma, and uh, my dad. And my dad used to work us out outside in the summer times and kind of in the winter a little bit. Um, and we used to work at uh, on Riverside Park on the Upper West Side on like 106. And one day we were just working out and I forgot we we're doing like a hill workout or something. It was like a steep hill. And he was like, "Oh, the skinny boys are out." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh, that's kind of that's kind of dope. I kind of like that name." And our workouts always had to do with, like, it was more of, like, a mental thing to get through than, like, a physical. Like, it was hard, but, like, mentally you had to get through it first before, like, the physical part. So it kind of, like, just stuck with me that, like, as a skinny person, often, often you're looked at as, like, weak or, like, you can't do as much as someone else, et cetera, especially in sports. Like, me and my best friend Alex growing up both played sports. So um, that skinny factor, people are always like, oh, he's too small, you know, he's too skinny. So... Mentally, we had to be on another level compared to everybody else because you got to, you know, you got to outthink your, everybody gets tired, everybody, everybody's body breaks down, but it's like in the fourth quarter or the second half, you know what I mean? How, 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 how are you mentally to, um, you know what I mean? To perform. So that's always been a thing. And our workouts kind of like um, emulated that in a way because they're always like tiring and long, like two hours, like outside hills, summer work in the city. So it's usually a lot hotter in the city, but that's where the name came from. Why did, or what did you do 
in order to kind of form this mentality or harbor this mentality over some time? Was there anything specifically that you did or anything that you told yourself, anything that somebody else told you? I think I think it was a mixture of both. I think having my dad, like, seeing his success, like, in his professional career as a boxer has, like, pushed me in a way to be, like, you know, like, this game of life is, like, it's serious, you know what I mean? And he's always, he's always, like, pride, he, he's always, like, pushing me to be, like, yo, mentally you have to be there instead of, like, emotionally you can be there, but it's got to be more of, like, a mental thing where, you know what I mean? You react off your mental thinking instead of your emotional feelings. So that's kind of been, like, the outline of that. And then me, myself, I feel like I've always, I don't know, I probably learned it from him, but I've always mentally just been more of, like, a, um, like a go-getter or someone that's gonna like forget about like my feelings or emotions really and just focus on what I have to do at the moment what is what is your goal for SBC what do you want to be able to promote to others I would say goals I have for the brand there's a lot like right now I don't want to give too much out but right now um, I'm studying physical therapy in school so I also want to do physical therapy for like athletes and professional athletes um, specifically but so I want to like kind of incorporate that into skinny boys because I know skinny boys started out as like a workout thing right um, so that would be really interesting to do and kind of like put those together and have workouts that work on like the mental the mental um, part of your brain um, but also help you physically um, and then I'm not sure. I don't know. As of right now, I'd love to open up a store, but we all know how that goes. It takes time. It's only <laughs> yeah. like my first like actual year doing this. So that's my goals for, for that. Yeah. With being in a large city such as NYC, where brand owners and entrepreneurs come to success, how do you think... If somebody's trying to start their own brand, where do you think they should be able to branch out to? Do you think it it would be smart for them to come over to New York City? It's actually funny because I had this conversation with like some of my friends, I think like a few weeks ago or like a week ago. And it was like, um, why is it that people who grow up in New York City, when they leave New York City, they usually get, you know, popping. They're usually like, like you see a lot of basketball players that come from New York City. The ones who stay, like, yeah, they're they're good, all right, but they don't really like. They're in the NBA, but they're not like, you know what I mean? I don't know. They don't really like make the NBA, or mm -hmm. like they they like kind of like die out in college. But then you see the ones that are from New York City, and move out to boarding schools or like prep schools and stuff like that, and they're in the A now and three yeah. four year contract. You know what I mean? So I think it really all depends on the person. I think New York City is more of a place you come to when you're established in a way. Right. But I also think it, it matters about the person. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, my cousin's in Zurich, Switzerland, doing really well, being really successful. And I don't think you could pick 10 people out of a group, but I don't think they could point their finger where Zurich, Switzerland is. Right. He's linking up, <laughs> he's linking up with all these, you know, big, big artists that people know. So I think it also depends on the person, person, place type thing. But So you don't think the location that would matter? I don't think it really matters. I think for outside people... If you're an established brand and you move to New York City, yeah, it's amazing. Because you can meet people on the street. You can meet people going out. Mm -hmm. um, as long as you're proactive with it, you know what I mean? 
if you're going out and like looking to meet these people, then yeah, you'll meet people. Definitely. You spoke a little bit briefly on your father. Mm -hmm. How important was he growing up in doing what you wanted to do and the avenues that you wanted to go in? How important was his influence on you? I mean, his influence is like everything I've ever learned really just came from him in terms of like my mental attitude and how I work around things. So he's always been, he's, he's never forced me into anything. Like people are always like, yo, Kanye, why don't you do boxing? Why don't you do boxing? You'd be a professional, blah, blah, blah. But it was never really my like lane to go into. And he, he always understood that. Like he never forced it. He would like work us out doing boxing and stuff, but he was always like, pick your own sport. He actually wanted me to do football more than anything. But <laughs> he was always like, pick your own sport, you know, do what you want to do. And you know, it doesn't have to be a sport. It could just be a hobby, something I like. He's always supported that. So I think having that support is like a key factor in like people's lives that not a lot of people like realize, but that's definitely been like my top influence in my life. And it's pushed me like beyond places I could imagine because of him, so. Was there any connections, obviously, with him being a professional boxer? Was there any connections that maybe he has introduced you to or any networking that he's introduced you to to help further your brand? I mean, yeah. I am I know him owning – he owned a gym from – sorry, Dad, if I get this wrong. But from, like, 2004 <laughs> to, like, 2019, I think he closed the gym, like, right before COVID. Um, and I spent my whole life growing up there. Like, after school, I'd go there. I would wait until he's done class, which is like 9 p.m., and we would go home. So, like, that was, like, my everyday. I would just go to the gym, just sit in there, wait for him to finish. Um, and along the way, I started meeting, like, people in classes, you know what I mean? And they would always talk to me. This is when I was younger, younger, and I was there since I was, like, I was probably, I think he closed when I was, like, 19 or 20, 20 mm -hmm. years old. Um, so I met some great people and, like, long time, like, friends that I'll have forever, you know what I mean? And... Um, even though they're older, but they've always had, like, I've met, like, brand owners, um, Devon Scott, he's, like, a suit, he's, like, a bunch of suits, so I talked to him before I even started the brand of, like, manufacturing places, and he gave me places to go, um, my guy Francis is a photo uh, photographer, I've known him, like, literally my whole life, and, um, he always gives me ideas, like, how I should, how I, how I should do a photo shoot, or, like, photo shoot ideas, and I'll probably end up working with him, you know, later on and when SBC gets popping but i've always he's always introduced me to people not in a forceful way but in a way where it's like you create your own opportunity out of this like i'll be in the area and he'll be like hey i want you to meet someone know what i mean and it, if it works out it works out know what i mean and that's one thing i definitely could have taken advantage of more um i've never really been like a people person but where like i like go out my way to like talk to someone but He's always, like, introduced me and, like, put me on to certain stuff and put me on to game of, like, owning a business because he owned a business for a while. So, um, but, yeah, he's definitely been, like, a key factor in that, too. So, What has the struggles been? What have the things that you've noticed within owning a, a business? I would say... The first struggle I had was, like, just confidence in myself to be, like, should I even do this? I think that was a struggle I came along, and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to pull the trigger and do it. If it fails, it fails. There's nothing much I could do. Um, so, but I would say another issue I had was, like, finding manufacturing places that, like, do it right. Right. 
I was supposed to release my shorts like two summers ago. I released them this summer, like two summers ago, they were supposed to release. And I went to this manufacturing place. I wasn't really on them how I should have been, which is like, I mean, I'm new in the thing, so I didn't really know like how I should be with them. And we got, they got the shorts made and I was in Dubai at the time. So like my boy Alex was just checking in on them for me. And so I was talking to a guy on the phone. He's like, yeah, they're all good. The shorts are all good, blah, blah, blah. They're made. And so I was kind of like, oh, like you didn't send me any pictures throughout the process. So like, I don't know what's going to, I don't know what I'm going to walk into. So, <laughs> And this is like 80 shorts. Like it's a lot of shorts. I put money down like over, over a thousand. So I was kind of just like winging it at that point. And so uh, my boy Alex went to go check the shorts for me and immediately called me. He's like, yo. These are not it. And I was like, oh, my God. And that's my guy. So if he says something's not it, like, I know, like, it's not and yeah. And he showed me, and I was like, yeah. And, but luckily, we got our money back. We got everything back. So that was a blessing. But it was definitely a lesson learned. Like, you can't play it. Like, you've got to be on top of, like, every move that they do because it's, you know what I mean? So that was definitely a big lesson or, like, issue I ran into. Um, and then I guess also, like, after that, it gave me like a not like it's hard for me to trust certain manufacturing places and stuff like that. Like now with the hoodies I'm putting out, they're getting made in Europe and sent here. So like I've been like emailing these people <laughs> like every like every two days, like like are you guys working on the order, blah, blah, blah. And that's also it's a little that's a little toxic in a way because, you know, you need you also need to give people space to like just do their work. Right. You know what I mean? And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But. I think like that was a major issue that I had with, with um, running the brand or starting the brand with like the, that whole short drop that I saw. What do you think makes a good clothing brand? I think it's tough because a lot of people have good like a lot of people have good quality. You know what I mean? A lot of people have good style of clothing. I've seen like a lot of good clothing that I like. Um, I think like the story behind the brand, like. I like I like clothes because I like material, I like the quality. I'm big on quality, like always. I've always loved quality, but um, I think the story just sells it just a little bit more than like other stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think if a brand has like a true story and like a true like meaning behind it, it's like it's even more of like a thing. Like, oh, I want to get that because I can relate to it. Like people love something they can relate to. You know what I mean? Of course. So that's kind of why. That's why I was interested, like, our story is, like, something someone could relate to, like, a New York City, you know, kid, urban kid growing up. I think they could relate to that, um, like, working out outside um, and stuff like that. So, and, like, with your being with your best friend or, like, maybe a family member and putting your work together, like, that's something, like, a lot of New York City kids could, like, you know, correlate with. But, um, yeah, I would say a story. A story definitely sells the brand, like, over over like quality or something like that do you believe that the story that is told by your brand and the message that you're trying to send with your brand do you believe that separates you from the rest of the brands out there i think it separates me away not saying like my story is better than anyone else's or ever i think it all matters like personal you know it's like a, more of a personal thing i if the story for me is just meaningful because that's like how i grew up and like so it's always been meaningful for me and if people relate people relate and if people don't relate, then they don't relate. But I also have good quality um, clothing, which people have told me, like, told me, like, the shorts that just came out. I've gotten, like, a bunch of texts, like, yo, the quality is amazing. Like, 
I can't see the sweat stains when I'm playing basketball. <laughs> like, know what I mean? Like stuff like that. So I think it's definitely, if you don't have a story, it's for me, it's gotta be quality to buy. Why, why do you think quality is so important? I don't know. I just think like when you feel something, you just know, you know, when something's off, know what I mean? Like if, if I were to have like, I don't know, a gilding tea, which like, I would never do a bulk gilding tea, but I'm not knocking anyone for doing a bulk gilding tea because that's, you know what I mean? You're saving money, you're saving time. But for me, like I've always been a person where like, I want to be comfortable, like when I'm walking around and I don't want to feel that like itching <laughs> sensation on my body or like that scratchy feeling. I don't have to, I don't want to have to wash it once or twice in order for it to be like, you know what I mean? I want you to put it on and like, you could put it on right outside the store and be comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I've always liked that feeling of like, being in a comfy outfit or something like that, like sweats and a hoodie and some runners on or something like that. That's always been like my thing. So. Do you tailor some of the clothes to some of the things that you would wear or is it more tailored towards the, the masses, the audience? That's tough. It's actually funny. Cause when I started this brand, I was like, yo, I kind of just want this brand for me. I was <laughs> like, I kind of want to just wear my own, you know, design clothes. But my dad was like, yo, you might as well just make a mass thing and see if people want to buy it. But for me, I think it was more tailored to me. Like, I love hoodies. I love, like, shorts, like, 16-inch-inseam uh, shorts um, to, like, play basketball in or whatever. Um, and I've always been into, like, just looking at clothes and seeing how they could, like, change or something like that. I know, like, last year for the basketball team, I was the one who was, like, designing like gear for the team and stuff and like i've always done that like even in boarding school when i went uh to the gunnery connecticut i was the one to kind of be like yo we should just throw like this logo here or that logo there i feel like it look cool and i think that comes from like my mom being like a graphic designer mm -hmm. and where she stands with that and just getting that creative side of of everything so it seems like it's been, always been a thing that you've uh, yeah yeah wanted to embark on yeah clothes have definitely always been like a a big part of my life. And I think honestly though, hoodies and, and is very important because, you know, in New York city, you need yeah. to be able to cover up and in terms of shorts, you know, obviously it's still, yeah. you still have summer and stuff. And I think, I think anywhere like hoodies, I mean, maybe not like Dubai or something, but, <laughs> but where it's like 114. But I think like, even in Florida, I went to school in Tampa for a year, my freshman year of college. And there was like, it kind of got to like 60s or like low 60s, 50s, you know, and I think hoodies are just like a essential part of like everyday life. You can just throw them on. They're easy. They're comfortable. You know what I mean? You could dress them up. You could dress them down. So you could go many ways with it. So that's why I like I thought that was a good idea to do those. You briefly elaborated a little bit on uh, student athlete. Mm -hmm. What it has what has it been like being a student athlete and a business brand owner? I think breaking them up, being a student athlete is like, I don't know. I just, that, that grind is just, the grind is just so different. Like D3, D2, whatever. Like the grind is so different. And I've always like embraced that and I've always loved that. And it's like a challenge. You know what I mean, like, I think it keeps me on like a straight path, having that like getaway, which is like basketball in a way to clear my mind or even give me ideas. You know what I mean? Um, which in a way has give, even given me ideas for like clothes because you see all these other schools and you see their their jerseys and stuff like that and you're like oh that's kind of cool I'd, I'd throw that in something you know what i mean um 
So I think that's been interesting. Um, I think running out with a brand is like, it's a whole, it's a whole new level. Like for me, I had to, I had to wait for the season to be done to drop my um, shorts in the summer. And now I have a new like challenge where I'm going to be dropping the hoodies like mid season, like mid basketball season. So we'll see how that goes. Um, it's kind of like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, a, I'm a person where like, I'm not going to rush it. I'm right. kind of just like, you know, going with the flow and as it comes out, it comes out. But, um, as of right now, I do like want to focus on basketball and like the brand and stuff. But, um, this is my last year of college basketball. So I figured I'd just go all out with this and I'll always have time for the brand to really get it up and running. I think it was a good, smart idea that you did, you know, kind of release it in the summer and mm-hmm. you didn't you wait until the season to be able to, you know, produce it or, what have you, and you mm-hmm. kind of just took your time with it, which I think is something that is important. You want to be able to make sure that it's all thought out and well-planned and well-articulated yeah. and well-oriented so you're not really in season yeah, yeah, kind of a rush, you know? Yeah, I also think it's, like, it's a good thing to kind of, um, it. it's a good thing to, like, plan ahead if you have a brand. I know, I know with, um, that. You hear that? No. What? Um, kind of. Um, <laughs> no, I think one thing I like if you are a student athlete and you're running a brand, I think like thinking ahead is like one of the smartest things you could do for your brand. Like, so if I'm right now, I'm going into winter season and I know I'm bringing out the hoodies, like I've already been thinking of shorts I'm going to do for next summer and what colors. Like, I already have the colors picked out. I just got to like think again to just look back but i already have a sense and i know who i'm gonna go to and the prices and all that so i think being like one step ahead just saves so much time that's what i realized with, the, with running the brand at the same time with doing sports in school it's been like being able to just think one step ahead so that when it comes down to like you say you're gonna drop in you know three four months you're not rushing those three four months you know the colors you know who you're going to you just get the production done and they could take your photos and do your little photo shoot. To anybody starting their own clothing line, what would you say to them? What kind of advice would you give? Like I said before, I think I would do, I think I would say like, like just pull the trigger on it. Like there's, I mean, the more you wait, like, yeah, the more you're going to doubt yourself and the older it's going to be. So I think you got to just, you got to, you know, just, yolo it just just pull the trigger and do it because i mean i was like that for a while i I mean skinny boys has been around since like the name has been around since 2015 2016 and i'm just now like acting on it so um which doesn't i mean that's like bad and good sometimes it comes with time like you know what i mean maybe i wasn't mature enough to start one then um so yeah that's that would be my main advice just pull the trigger on it and do it where do you see the brand SBC in five years from now? I would see, I would say the clothing in stores, hopefully around, around the world. I want to start connecting with like Europe and getting stuff out there. Cause I've had some customers from Europe um, and they all love it. So just putting it in stores, um, also having some type of athletic side to it or like workout side to it where 
I can branch off there and do like one-on-one workouts or stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I see my, see my brand of five years, I'd say. I have the last three questions for you. Okay. What is one experience that you would take with you for the, for the rest of your life and why? All right. I would say it's more of a story that I got from my uncle when I was younger, but it's a story and it's about like faith, whether, I don't know, religion or whatever faith you have, faith in your craft or whatever. And it was a story and it was like, everybody was in the party, right? Closed door, faith was there, boom, it was loud knocking at the door, boom, 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 boom. And everybody was scared like, yo, who's knocking at the door? Nobody wants to open the door. I'm scared, I'm scared. And the one person that opened the door was Faith. And nothing was there. And that has always stuck with me because, like, every, like, opportunity or every, like, you know, when you're afraid of something, you don't really want to approach it because you don't know what it could do. But at the end of the day, like, it could just be nothing. And you could just, you know what I mean? You could just, like, I don't know. That's always that's always really stuck with me for some reason. It's And it's, like, a short, nice story that, like, you could tell quick. But... I think a lot of people are, are afraid of like what's on the other side of the door, but sometimes like it may be the best thing that, you know, the best thing that you've ever done. So I would say open the door. I think that's the, a very important point because some people will procrastinate or they, they'll yeah. push it off. They won't try it, you know, and other people may say their ideas are good, but then they're it's just that voice in their head that's yeah. just, oh, I can't, I can't do it or whatever. And I don't know how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And just going for it is is literally the best way and you'll figure it out. Yeah. As you as you go on. And I think if you go for it, I mean obviously depending on what it is depends the scenario. If you go for it, you know, like if it does turn out to be something like bad, then it's always a learning experience and it's always something you could take with you. And then when you see that again, you're able to, you know, navigate around it. So that kind of tied into my second question. Um why do you think it's important to follow your dreams? I think the thing about, like, because I feel like if it's just a dream, like, you know what I mean? If it's just, like, a dream of yours, you're not following it, then it's just, like, a, it's just a dream. Like, you have no action on it, then it's not really, like, it's just a thought in your head, and it's not really, I don't know. I think you should always follow your dreams if it's something that's that's true to you and, like, what you believe in, and you should always go for it. But I think if you just dream and you're not chasing it, then... What's the point of dreaming of it? No way. I think it was Denzel Washington that says it. Uh, I think he said dreams without actions. Yeah. Uh, what? I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I think it's dream. I'm not sure if it's dreams without actions is essentially. It's, like he's, it's just a dream. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. literally just a dream. If you're not putting action, putting not putting your foot forward, you know, like you said, you'll never really understand what yeah, what's no behind point. that door. Yeah, yeah. And it could be the best opportunity. It could be the worst opportunity, but. Mm-hmm. I think just trying is people think that their success, I mean, failure in trying, but yeah. trying is literally just the prerequisite to success. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think that's half the battle. Yeah. But people, a lot of people don't like to try. I'd agree as well. What is something that you would tell your younger self? Confidence, like have confidence in yourself because you're able to do it. If you can think it, you could do it. Um, so I think having confidence in yourself. As younger, I wasn't really as confident as I am now. I'm still not even that confident. I'm just like, 
maybe just getting there to the confidence level. But I think confidence, definitely. Confidence plays a big part. It literally plays a part in everything. Yeah. You know, just being confident. You might not even be the best skilled, but if you're confident enough to understand that you will get it done or you you will be great or you will be the best, then that yeah. confidence will literally propel you through on those worst days that you yeah. have. I think confidence, but I also think you got to take confidence with like a grain of salt in a way where it's like confident where it's realistic. You know what I mean? Right. Like you got to be real with yourself too. Can't be like, I don't know. Some stuff it's like, it's a little over the top, but I think you you got to have confidence, but it can't be like, you also got to have like a little, in a way you also got to have a little like doubt in yourself. Cause I feel like that like is able to push you. You know what I mean? If you just battle with your own thoughts in a way. So. Kyan, I want to thank you for coming on today. Where can the people find thank you on you. Instagram? Uh, you can find me SBC underscore Kai, K-A-I. Um, you can find the brand that's dropping end of November, hopefully, if these hoodies come in. <laughs> but um, you can find the brand at SBC underscore NYC. Um, and, yeah, also go to school at Brooklyn College. Pop out to some basketball games. First home game. Hope and open. Home opener is going to be lit. It's going to be November 8th, Tuesday at like 8 p.m. So, Kai, I want to thank you yeah. for coming on. Thank you for taking time out your day. Everybody who's listening, I appreciate you guys rocking with us. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for showing love. Thank you guys for showing appreciation. This is the 1% Podcast. I'm out.